we've been talking about out of the book of Hebrews, and I'll just to kind of tell you those that haven't been here, out of the book of Hebrews, we've been talking about God wrote a book in the Bible at a time when there were Jews leaving the faith. They were leaving, there were Jewish Christians deciding it was time to go back to Judaism. And so God put the pen into the hand of a writer and said, here's what we're going to do to stop this drifting away. We're, we're going we're to we're give them a revelation of Jesus. Because that's what's going to keep you from drifting. Is seeing Jesus. Having a fresh revelation of Jesus. And so, 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 we, so the, it's the only book in the Bible that gives you an entire book about that. The Gospels speak about Jesus' life on the earth. The book of Acts talks about the beginning of the church. But this book is unique in the fact that it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. And we're seeing that, the, that it, during COVID, there are people who have not come back to the house of God and say they're not coming back to the house of God. And they're leaving and drifting away from the revelation of Jesus. And so we're bringing them back to the book and saying, why on God's green earth are you going to leave? And where are you going to go? How are you going to escape if you neglect this salvation? And so that's what we're preaching through the book of Hebrews, trying to encourage people that uh, uh, where are you going to go? And when you are reminded who he is, and even in the first five verses of that book, we learned that he is the creator of the world. He is the heir of all things. He, he, he is the maker of all things. In him and through him and by them, uh, through, they were made and, and, and have been made, everything that is. He is the heir of everything that his father put into his possession. So are you going to leave the heir of all things? You're going to go back to, to the old law and to Judaism that can't save you? A stone tablets on the outside? You're going to pass up the new covenant? That's what the writer's saying, and that's what I'm saying to people today. You're, going to, you're so far removed from the revelation of Christ, you can't see this God for how great He is and who He is? You need to come back. You need to come back to seeing the true Jesus of the Bible. And so we'll get back to that next week. And we last week talked about the deceitfulness of sin that the writer wrote. We, we said there was four things. We said Jesus is greater than, than the angels. The book shows us. It shows us Jesus is greater than Moses. It shows us Jesus is uh, the new, the old covenant. Is, uh, the new covenant is superior to that of the old covenant. And so we see, and Jesus is greater than the Levitical priesthood. And so that book is just showing us Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus, run to Jesus. And so, so, so we, we're going to pick up on that. And don't, he said, and last week he warned, don't let your heart get hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Don't let, don't let the mother of all sins, unbelief, cause you. And it said to, to depart from the living God. Unbelief will cause you to depart from God. And so that's the thing the writer warned us. And next week, if Lord willing, we'll look at the rest. The rest that is promised for the people of God and is all through the Word of God. That, that, that there remains a rest for the people. Woo. Don't you need a rest today? It's all through the Bible. It's called the gospel of Jesus Christ and it's seen all through the gospel. All through the Bible. It goes all the way back to Genesis and it's seen all the way there. This gospel that is given to us and there remains a rest. But the way you enter into it is by faith. 
Okay, you enter in by faith and unbelief will keep you out of that. Faith will bring you into it. And we want to bring you into that wonderful, glorious rest. He said, if Joshua could have brought them into that, then, then, then there wouldn't be need for what I'm telling you now. But he said he couldn't. And so there's a better promise and a better day and a better covenant. And so, but anyway, I'm not preaching that today. So there you go. <laughs> but what I am going to preach is preparing to face the fire. Okay. Preparing to face the fire. And uh, listen, I read an article this week, and the writer of this was trying to call pastors in the churches to wake up with what's going on in the world. And here's what he said. He was calling us out on COVID and on, on what's going on because, because I'm going to tell you what, they have put fear on the whole world. And fear is not of God. It is not of God. This thing is designed to put fear like no other. And we have bought it hook line, and sinker. And pastors have been silent, and they haven't preached, and they haven't talked about it, they haven't told it from the pulpit, and we are walking around in fear like no other. And here's what he said. He said, when the church wakes up, this will be over. And he said, but if the church doesn't wake up, this will be over. And what you watched your president speak this past week ought to scare you to death. It ought to scare you to death. And I'll call it out right here. It ought to, I'm not about preaching politics. I preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But what you just saw in this nation ought to scare you to death. You're on the verge of tyranny. You're on the verge of what our forefathers warned us about in this nation. To say your liberties don't matter and your freedom don't matter. Oh yes they do. Read your founding fathers. Read what Benjamin Franklin had to say about exchanging security for freedom. Be warned, church of the living God. Be warned. Be warned, and it's time to stand up. It's time to go through the fire. Now, I'm not here to argue with you about what you do, about mass, no mass, vaccination, no vaccination. We're not getting in fights in this house about that. But I'm going to tell you what, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. And, 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 and we better be careful because, because uh, you should be very concerned right now with what's going on. You should be, uh, and, 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 you, and, and fear is the weapon and the tool that is being used to divide and to conquer and to cause a lot of trouble. And we're in a time of falling away. We're in a time when the Bible warned us that there is coming a day where we will see a great falling away. And I believe we're starting to see and we're going to see what that falling away is going to look like in this society. And here's what's going to happen if you study out about that falling away. We are seeing people in defiance of the real Jesus. That's what they're falling away from. They're in defiance of the real Jesus. Uh, uh, because we, we've got to protect ourselves now against and not fall into the trap of becoming discontented with the real Jesus of the Bible. We can't do that anymore. We can't become discontented with the real Jesus of the Bible, but we are becoming discontented with the real Jesus of the Bible because some of the things that are being done and asked to do in, in our lives by this Jesus. And so people are beginning to say, I don't know if I can do that. And so they begin to craft another Jesus and another gospel. And that we're in real danger of seeing that now in the last days. We got entire churches that preach another. Jesus 
and another gospel. They don't even preach the gospel of Jesus Christ anymore. Hardly. We preach self. We preach uh, uh, humanism. We preach pop psychology and, and, and all sorts of things today rather than the true gospel of Jesus Christ which tells a man to deny himself, take up his cross, and to follow Jesus. Amen? And so Jesus warned against this. He said, be careful that the very nature sown into you, Amber, will, will cause you to, to, to give you the ability to judge that which is good and that which is bad apart from this. That's what that was all about. To decide for ourselves outside of this book what we think is right and what we think is wrong. That was sown into the heart of mankind and that's what the sin nature does. And because we don't like the Jesus that is not palatable to our taste and we don't like what He asks us to do, the fallen nature will go outside of that and begin to craft another Jesus and we got many Jesuses in this world today and Jesus said many will arise and say this is what Jesus looks like this is what Jesus is like Jesus is over there Jesus is over there but don't believe it don't, don't follow it. Don't, they're presenting an alternate Jesus. And, 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 and Paul says it's very serious. Listen, he says, if anyone brings to you another Jesus than the Jesus that we preach, then you let him be accursed. If they get on TBN and preach another Jesus than this one, watch out. If they stand in these pulpits and in these churches and they don't preach the Jesus of this Bible, then I don't care what your friends say about Jesus if it's not this Jesus. Well, I think God's like this. Well, you may see it like that, but this is how I see it. That, that, that doesn't jive with the book. That doesn't, that doesn't go along. And so, so Jesus is warning there's an apostasy and a falling away. And there's, there's a, 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 of, of this Jesus right here. And there's going to be many Jesuses formed. There's going to be many uh, Gospels that are different from this. But if even an angel or anybody from anywhere starts to preach to you another Jesus and another Gospel than the one you have in this book, run for your life. And he's saying, don't join those that have already walked away. Don't join the party. Don't say this Christ is hard and I don't understand Him. And they walked away from Jesus. John 6 and 66. And they turned and walked away. Your sayings are too hard. What you're asking us to do, surely you're not asking us to do that. And when He asked them to do that, surely you're not asking me to die. Surely you're not asking me to lay this thing down. Surely you're not asking, surely you're not asking me to give up my dream and my hope and my aspiration. Surely you're not asking me to give up that ungodly guy or that ungodly gal that I'm dating. Surely not, Jesus. You ask things that are too hard. And many he walked away from him and never walked with him again. And he didn't go running after him. Please come back. I'll make it easier. He, in fact, he turned to the others like I'll turn to you say, now and say, do you want to go also? And those famous words, I'm crying a lot. Where else can we go? You have the, you have the words of eternal life. 
Where else can we go? You, 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 you have the word, you're the author, you are the word made flesh. Where else can we go from this? So the besetting sin in the last days, hear me well, of the professing church is this. It's this. It's a season of rebellion against the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what it is. That's the, that's the, that's the rebellion now. Is, is, is this against the lordship, the exclusivity of Jesus Christ. We're entering a wholesale rebellion against the lordship of Jesus. And Jesus warned us about this. He said it's going to get progressively worse. And it's going to increase and increase and increase in the last days. Till it's just going to be bust out everywhere. And folks, then he said this. He said you will be hated in all nations for my name's sake. You think they understand that verse in Afghanistan today? No, hear me. Do you think they understand that verse in Afghanistan? You will be hated when the Taliban is knocking on their door with rifles ready to slit their throat. Do you understand this man said you will be hated by everybody because of me? If they call the master of the house Beelzebub, devil, they're going to call you devil. Right? Folks, I know this is hard. You look like you don't like it. But it's the truth of God's word. We must hear it. Take your medicine today. Amen? It's good for you. It's good for you. We've, 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 been, we've been insulated with cotton candy in America, but we're headed into war. We're headed into war. The other nations around the world have already been in war. We're just getting on the cusp of war. Acts 27. They're, 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 they're in the ship. And Paul, everybody's headed in this way. The world has put, these, put them in a boat and they're going in a certain direction. Just like we are, folks. The saved and the unsaved alike. The world has turned the ship in a certain direction without God now. And we're all on board. And, and Paul's on that ship. And he's down in the belly of that ship fasting and praying. And when, when he comes up after he's heard from God, he comes up on the ship. And it's what I'm telling you today. Take some meat. You've been fasting, you're going to need to take some meat for the journey. You know what that means? Take this book and eat it. You've been straying away with your little uh, scriptures, your bread of life on the table, and you know all those good verses? I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world, for I am more than a conqueror. Hey, that's all true, but I got news for you. It's time to take some meat, and you've also got to ingest the other scriptures that say, hey, it's going to be hard. You're going to be hated by all nations. Stand in there. Stay the course. I'm with you. Lo, I'll be with you all the way to, to the ends of the earth. Folks, it's time that the church of Jesus Christ eat the book. Take the whole book. Eat some meat. You're going to need it now. In other words, take all of God's word, even the hard truths. Not just every day is a Friday. That ain't going to cut it. There's a season we have those days. But that's not the season we're headed into. And, and, and so, so, so we've, been, we've been insulated, but we're entering into war. And like Paul, I'm telling you now, take some meat because you're going to need it. You're going to need this entire book. You're going to need to understand the hard truth. Hey, Jesus told Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked me to sift you like wheat. And I'm going to let him. But I prayed for you. 
And when you're restored, strengthen your brethren. And guess what? That word probably was hard to swallow, and he didn't want to hear it, and he probably wanted to leave that church and go to the cotton candy. But guess what? When he was sifted, his mind looked back and said, Oh, Jesus said this was going to happen, and now this word's going to carry me through the storm. And guess what Jesus said? Hey, I'm going to make it through, and when I get through, strengthen my brother. So devil, okay, wait a minute. This is going to hurt a minute. But I'm going to get through by Jesus. Right? And, and, and so, so take the truths of God's word that you usually avoid. I know they're not good. I, I know they're hard. But take them now and ingest them now. Because we have a tendency to only go halfway in the scriptures. And then when you go halfway in the scriptures, you know what you do? You craft another Jesus. That's how the prosperity gospel came about. We only preach one half of the story. You're going to be rich. You're going to be, but you're the head, not the tail. You're this and you're that. Tell that to the apostles who lost everything in their lives, right? So, so preach the whole Jesus. Are you going to be very discouraged in the days ahead? You're going to have another Jesus that won't sustain you in the coming days and in the coming storm. It just won't work. And you're going to be disappointed and you'll give up that God because it's not the real God. And then so hang on to the real God. And so, so, so take the whole counsel of God now. Listen, I know there's time. I don't want to preach like this every Sunday. There's other times I gotta, we got to build each other up so that we can exhale and say, you know, okay. But, but, but you gotta, we've got to have a balanced whole counsel of Jesus Christ and the right Jesus if we're going to make it in this generation. Because let me tell you something, this generation, i got news for you, is going into the fire. There is another, we don't just sing, we, we used to just sing those songs. We're going to live those songs. There is another in the fire standing next to me. Right? I can see the light in the darkness as the darkness closes in. I can, folks, it's, close, it's closing in to the Lindsay's. I don't know if it's closing in to anybody else. I can hear the roar. I can hear the roar of the devil coming at me almost daily now. Nothing stands between us. Nothing stands between us. I went last night. I had to walk. I, was, I said, Marcy, I don't even know. Do we have a curfew now? Or we, I don't, we're in a communist nation, it seems. Dude, can I walk outside in the dark and warrior without getting the police called? See something? Say something? I just, but I, I just walked. I walked for miles and miles and miles. When I came back, she said, where in the world did you go? I, I just like, my heart, I'm like, it's about to explode. It's about to burst with pressures. And, 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 and I said, I got to pray. I got to go talk to God. And I just, I'm just walking. I'm like a madman out in the streets just talking. And just sometimes crying, sometimes screaming, sometimes yelling, sometimes praying. Uh, and man, when I came back in, I've been with God. You know, I've been with God and He's, he's comforts me and he, and he helps me. And, and you're going to have to get your own relationship with God now. You're going to have to get your own relationship with God. You're going to have to because, because we, we, we're going into the fire. You are the Shadrachs, Meshachs, and Abednegoes of this generation now. And it's going to get very, very hot. What you saw your president do the other day was he turned the furnace up seven times hotter to put a lot of fear on a lot of people. And a lot of corporations and a lot of... He, he turned it up. He turned the heat up. 
He, 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 turning the heat up, putting the heat out there, putting, putting uh, uh, the scales are tipping. The scales are tipping. tipping. Listen, two, two Christian boys that I heard about in a school now, teaching on inclusion in schools now. And you know what that means? That means you see things our way and we don't see things your way. That's what that means. That's what the inclusion that they're teaching your kids in school and we're sitting there saying nothing. And these two boys are in there being taught about acceptance of bathroom rules where boys can go to girls' bathroom and girls can go to boys' bathroom and they have the courage, even if their mamas and daddies don't have it, to stand up in the class and say, I respectfully disagree. This is wrong. We're not trying to be mean, but it's wrong. And guess what? They got put in the principal's office. You're going into the fire. You're going into the fire. I hope you're going into the fire. And you're, if you hold a different view from the world now, you're going into the fire. If you hold really to this book, I'm not talking about playing. I'm talking about if you really hold to the teachings of this book and you speak them publicly, you are going into the fire. Understand that? There is a world that is opposed to this now. They're opposed to that. They don't want to tolerate it. They don't want anything to do with it. And there is no, you have your opinion. It's this way or it's, it, it's my way or no way. And there's no longer any discussion in this nation anymore. If you have this view, there's, there's no discussion. You either bend or you burn. That's where we're going, folks. That's where we are headed. You, that's what I'm being told at work right now. That's what I, I'm in. I'm in a fight. I'm in a fight for my life. I'm being told you either we're turning the heat up and you either bend or you burn. There is no, there is no, no, you have no voice. You either bend to what we are saying or you burn. Even if it goes against this book, we don't care. You bend or you burn. That's the two options now. And that's the options it was like for the Hebrew boys. And folks, let me tell you what they did. And this is what I sat with my wife crying. This is why I have a heavy heart. Because I sat with my wife yesterday morning or the morning before. And I have decided to follow Jesus. Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. The world before the cross behind me, the world before me, or the world behind me, the cross before me. No, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. I had to sit down with my wife and say, Marcy, I'm scared to death. I may lose my job. I may, we may lose everything. They may take me out of the church in the days ahead and put me in prison. And I'm scared. And she said, I'm right there with you. And, 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 uh, and here's what these boys decided in their youth. They made the decision in their youth that, that we're not going to bend. We're not going to bow. We're not going to bow to this culture. We're not going to bow to this culture when it goes against this book. We're not going to bow to the things of this world. 
We're going to be respectful. We're going to love all people. But we are not going to bow when it comes to desecrating the Word of God. It's time to turn the culture off, folks. It is seeping in to everything and everybody and poisoning. And my value system is going to come from the Word of God and not the television and not the iPhone anymore. My wife turned off. She came in one day and said, if you've noticed, I, I turned off social media. It's gone. I said, that's fine with me. I said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with it. And, 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 and so my value system is not going to come to the world. Uh, she said, I'm not fighting those devils. I got enough devils to fight rather than bring in more devils by my choice. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to go look at everybody's lives and, and, and fight more devils. I'm just not and get in arguments and all that. And, and so I'm not going to fall for this concept of your truth and my truth when there's only one truth. Daniel and De Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego decided, I'm going to embrace the truth of God as the only truth there is. And folks, and here's the thing. Listen, listen. there were other people in that society, Corey, who were, who were followers of God in that society but they did not determine in their heart to stand and we don't hear their names mentioned anymore but we hear three boys and, and, a, and Daniel who decided we respect you O king but we cannot bend and we cannot bow when the world plays the music we will not participate we won't eat the king's meat offered to idols and we are not going to do it and those others faded into oblivion, and I don't know where they stand in eternity, but these three boys, we know where they stand. And they stood for something. And guess what? By standing, they were able to change the laws, and they were able to influence their society. Oh, to God that a few, because most there are more with us than there are with them, but everybody's hiding behind rocks, just like, in, just like when Goliath was coming out for 40 days and 40 nights screaming on that mountain, I got you, Israel, shut up, and don't say a word. Don't say a word in your companies. Don't say a word, or you'll lose your jobs. Don't don't say a word here. Don't say a word there. Go here. Do this. And, and every day they're hiding. Oh gosh, we can't do anything. Until a little boy like Christ came and he got that sling and he took that giant down in the name of God. Amen? Amen. And I'm going to tell you what. If a couple of us will stand in the power of God, it can transform a society. It can influence laws. It can change. It, it can change things. And, 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 and so it, it, we're headed for a difficult... Because I'm not talking about just what's going on today, folks. The pedal is... Do you understand? The pedal is to the metal. Do you understand the laws that they wanted to change and the things they want to make illegal? For the, it's all... Trust me. It's all towards the church of Jesus Christ. That's the war. It's always been the war. It's always been the war. It's against us. It's against God versus Satan. That's where the war is headed. And so, and so, so the world has decided we don't want this Jesus. We want to craft another one or we don't want one at all. And so that's where we're headed. And if you want this Jesus, you're going to pay a price. And folks, I've seen it. I'm reading my rereading my, my books. I'm rereading my, my 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 friends over in Romania, Moldova that were under communism. I'm rereading it, and it's clear as mud. It's plain as day. Exactly what happened to them is happening to good old USA. Okay? 
And the same thing where they just slowly let them erode and the old perennial frog in the, in the, in the, in the, on the stove eye just being killed. It's what, what we're experiencing and we're seeing. Now, that all is like, bro, thanks. Glad I came to church today. You've really made me happy. We'll go to Psalms 2 and I'll cheer you up. You know, tear you down and then build you up. Right? <laughs> Psalms 2. Here's a word for us today. And this is where we're living. You'll see it clearly. Why did the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves up and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed. That's where we're living, folks. That's where we're living. The kings of the earth have decided... The kings of the earth have gotten together and they've started counseling with one another. And they've, they've gotten in their counseling sessions and they've been doing it for years and they've decided the direction we now want to go in this world does not involve this Christ and the place we're going, we're against this Christ and hey, we're against His anointed. We're against His church and we're against His people and His name. And listen what they are saying. Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords for us, from us. So listen, here's what we are facing. They've gotten a hold of many in leadership positions in corporations, in schools, in governments, in the healthcare industry, or whatever else it is that is their ultimate goal to take away the restrictions or the behavior that the presence of God implies in society. That's what's taking place here. They're taking away the restrictions that God's presence says is forbidden. They're casting them off. They're, they're throwing off the cords. In other words, the Word of God says we should not fornicate. But yet, what is society doing? We don't care what those pesky believers say. And we don't care what that book says or what that God says. And we're casting off the cords and the restraints that these people are putting on us and binding us with. Get them out of our face. Get them out of our... Get a, fire them. Get them away from us. But... Until they shut up. Right? You either are scared or you don't believe me or... Come on, give me an amen. amen. You'll believe me in the days ahead. The Word of God calls adultery sin. The Word of God says no thief will inherit the kingdom of God. And I could go on and on and on. And they don't want these restrictions on their behavior any longer. They don't want them on their behavior. Have you noticed that? Society doesn't want anybody to... You ain't telling me what to do. Hey, don't judge me, bro. They don't want any restrictions on... That's your... That's what you think, man. But, but, but that, that may be your truth, but that ain't my truth. No, how about this truth? How about this truth? Is anybody worried about offending God these days? How about the truth of God's Word? 
How about what God, how about lining up with what Scripture says and what the Word of God says? No thief will inherit the kingdom of God. So, so here's what they say. We're going to cast off these restrictions because we don't want the... Hey, church, you're fine with those group of people you got inside those walls, but don't go out here getting any more. And, and by the way, don't tell it outside of those walls. Y'all stay in there and dance and keep it inside there, but don't bring it to work. Don't bring the gospel to the nations of the earth. You just keep it quiet because we, you know, we don't want your restrictions on us. We don't want the church being the pillar of truth out in society telling us what to do. And so they cast off the cords and they begin to say, let's impose a new world order. And that's exactly what we're seeing today. A new world order. What did our former president say? This is a post-Christian nation. What did our others before him say? We are crafting a new world order. It ain't going to be the same. Right? That's part of what this is. A great reset. A transformation of things. Away with the old and into the new. And that's what we're seeing today on the earth and taking place. And, and so, so they're saying, let us break their bonds in pieces. Let us cast away their cords from us. So that's what we're seeing. Let's impose this new world order on them. Let's impose a new value system. Let us break the bonds of these people who know God. And let us restrict their behavior. And let's call evil good and good evil. Right? And let's cancel the culture. Come on. And we sit quietly and let them do it in our schools, in our university. We send our kids to the universities to undo everything we've ever had done in our lives. We've even got it down in our churches now because they've infiltrated our seminaries. And it's been going on for years and years and years, and we've been silent. As long as they give us the new iPhone, as long as they give me the latest sneakers, as long as they keep the money flowing and the economy going, it's the economy, stupid. Listen to what God's response is to all this. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. You know what that means? He will let them go into confusion. Do you not think America is in confusion right now? If not, watch the debacle in Afghanistan. It was embarrassing and sad and ridiculous. The level of confusion now is in every level of society. And even the shame that we are experiencing is what God says. He who sit, When they start doing this, when they start coming against me and my people, when they start casting off my, my word, when they start doing this, I, I sit in the heavens and laugh at their folly and their foolishness, and I will hold them in derision. I'll send them into confusion. This is the the hand of God that you're seeing all over the face of the earth. People getting into absolute rebellion and confusion and, and, and just craziness that's going on. And then He shall speak to them in His wrath and distress them in their deep displeasure. So God is on the move. God is on the move. On the move. Yeah, He's on the move. And He's already saying, I'm not going to let this prosper. So here comes your good news. I'm not going to let them win. I'm not going to let them prosper. 
So I'm telling you like they're telling in the book of Hebrews, why are you going to leave that side and go back when this side's going to prosper? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? You're going to leave Christianity? You're going to leave Jesus, who's the victor? You're going to leave the winning side and go to the losing side? I got news for you. Hold on a little bit longer. It may look dark, but I'm telling you what. God sits in the heaven and He laughs and He holds them in confusion and derision. And He is on the move and He's not going to let them prosper. Washington won't prosper. The UN won't prosper. China won't prosper. He'll let them accomplish their purposes. And when He's done, that's it. Yeah, they'll raise their voice. Yes, they'll stand against people. Yeah, they'll rip some people out of their home in the Middle East and other places. And in Canada, dragging preachers off. And in the UK, dragging preachers off to jail now. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll cast off cords and they'll come after people. And they'll breathe their fiery breath like, a, like the dragon that's in them. And, 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 and they'll, they'll do all of these things. But God will confound them. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a little. There's another in the fire. Hold on. Stay your ground. Because here's what he goes. The rest of the psalm, he speaks about Christ. And I'm going to close. There's two points. But the rest of the psalm, he speaks about Christ. But I want you to remember something. You are a co-inheritor with Jesus Christ. So this applies to you too. And here's what he goes on in the rest of the psalms. This is God's response. He says, number one, yet I've set my king on my holy hill in Zion. In other words, he is Lord. He is Lord. He is king of kings. He is is Lord and Lords. He is God Almighty. He is the I am that I am. He is the great Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. He is the lily of the valley. He is the bright and morning star. He is the fairest of 10,000 of 10,000. He will come out of heaven in Revelation 19 with a sword out of his mouth to smite the evil nations of this world and he will be victorious with the armies of heaven and I plan to be right there with him riding on white horses amen come on he'll be riding one white horse when he comes you know she'll be coming around the mountain yeah riding six white horses I'm gonna be riding a horse too right behind my leader and I ain't gonna have to do a thing but watch him smite the evil all over this world and put a stop to it with a word of God out of his mouth. Just one word. Like the word when he spoke this earth into existence. And we bought such a foolish lie. Saying we're from a stupid tadpole. What idiots. I'm sorry. What idiots. No, you're going to undermine the word of God. If you can undermine, undermine that. Then you, under, you might as well throw the rest of it. And that's what they did to your children. If you can't believe Genesis and you can't believe creation, then you can't believe the cross. You might as well cut it out too. I'm on a rant today, man. I need sleep. Yet I've kept, I've set my king on my holy hill of Zion. This is the first thing that's going to make, if you want to make a difference in your society, you've got to set him as king. And this is the problem. Many of us have made him Savior, but we have not made him King and Lord and Master. As Christ obeyed his Father, knowing he was born to die, and he didn't want to do it, Oscar. I mean, there came a point where he said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. 
But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. I have set my king on this holy hill. Have you set the king? Have you really made him king? Because this is what this message is. The whole message is coming down. Have you made him king? Is he king? Because that's what I did in my living room yesterday. Because I don't, I, I, I don't know if I can give up a job. I don't know if I can go to a concentration camp. I don't know if I can stand on a stake of a martyr. But I, I, I sat there in that living room and thought about it. And I said, God, by your power, if it comes to this, I hope it doesn't come to this. I don't, I'm not a mar- I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a fanatic that likes suffering. I, I'm not crazy. But you're my king. You're my king. And whatever that requires of me in the days ahead, I'm not my king anymore. She's not my king. You're my king. And nevertheless, not Brad's will be done, but your will be done in my life. Have you made the Lord your king? You have the right to my life. You purchased me with your blood. You are truth, and all truth is found in you and your word. And the, listen, listen to this. The purpose of my life will only be found when I acknowledge you as Savior and Lord. There was an actress that came to Times Square Church one time. This is my favorite church. She came to Times Square Church, and I promise I'm going to close in a minute. But you know, Sean, that means like 20 more minutes probably. I'm kidding. There's an actress that came to Times Square Church. And she used to sit on the front row. And she was very, very, very excited. She had found Jesus. Her life was changed. Savior, I... I need a Savior. She's dancing. She's leaping. She's worshiping God. Every Sunday she would come up to the pastor afterwards and, and say, I, can't, I, just, I just can't believe my life is just changed. And I, I, you know, she's just loving Him and so excited and everything I've longed for, everything I've wanted. And, 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 and then all of a sudden he began to notice she was further back. And then further back, I've seen it time and time again. And then she's further back. And then she's almost to the back row. No offense to you, Sean, on the back row. You used to sit up here, brother. And one day she came to the pastor and she said, He can't be asking me for this. He can't be asking me for this, can he? And he, she said, he said, what, what are you talking about? What's he asking me? I have wanted to be an actress all my life. It's my dream. It's been my dream since I've been this high. He can't take that away from me. He can't be asking me for this. Can he? He said, only you know what he's asking you. I can't tell you. And he said, that was the last Sunday he saw her in that church. See, she could make him Savior when he didn't ask anything of her. But when he asked something of her, and it was too difficult, Cindy, I'm out of here. I can't have a king like that, so I'll craft another one. And I'll go to a different church and I'll go to a different Jesus that doesn't demand me leaving and forsaking all. I can't have a Jesus like that. Is he king? 
I've set my king on the holy hill. And then secondly, he, he, said, he said this. He said, I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son, and today I have begotten you. And I will declare the decree. So number one, if you want to be useful outside of here and you want to make an impact and you want to go into the fire and make an impact, you need to set him as Lord of your life. And number two, you need to declare the decree. In other words, agree with him about what he speaks about you. Because listen to what 2 Corinthians 5.21 says. You are the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. You know what that means? I'm as clean as God is in Jesus Christ. That almost sounds blasphemous if it were not true. I am clean. I am holy. I'm set apart. God's blood has made me righteous. I stand righteous before. I'm just as righteous as Jesus is righteous because he's given me his righteousness. Folks, I told you it was going to get better. You are the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I'm clean today by the blood of the Lamb. Quit listening to the devil condemn you and tell you every time you make a mistake that you're no longer clean. You're no longer his. When you are bought with a price, you are clean by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? And when you understand that, then you'll know He has a plan for you. And my name's listed in the Lamb's Book of Life. And then you can declare the decree and you'll stop worrying for God like He did to me so much in my early Christian walk. Well, you only prayed 58 minutes and you didn't pray 60 minutes. And so you're not a very good Christian. And so I'm really displeased with you. Or, Or you didn't give enough in the offering plate. Or you didn't do this. And I'm constantly listening to the voice of the condemner when God says decree... What God has said about you, I'm the righteousness of Christ. I'm forgiven. He's pleased because he's pleased with his son. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Brad, you put your faith in him. You've received him. So therefore, I am pleased with you. And then he says this. In other words, I am who you say that I am. Come on again. We sing these songs, but we don't believe them. Whom the son sets Free. Oh, it's, I am who you say I am. Decree it. Understand it. Live it. You are my son. I've set you on my holy hill. And then he says, ask of me. Now, I know he's asking to Jesus, but we're co-inheritors. This is the last part. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You know what Jesus said in John 16? I love this. He said, up until this time, he's talking to his disciples, you haven't asked anything of me. But you know what he says now? Ask of me. Ask of me, and I'll give it to you. Ask of me now. Ask of him what you need. Quit moping to your friends. Quit crying to other people. Quit saying, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know if I'm going to have a job. Ask of me. Up until this time, you've asked nothing. Ask for the presence you need. Ask for the power you need. Ask for the joy that you need. Ask for the health that you need. Ask for these things. I will give them to you. And when you begin to understand these things, you understand there's a divine commission and suddenly the heaven begins to open up and you kick the sides of what society and church and our own minds have put on us and we start seeing God for who He is and not putting limits on Him anymore. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations for your inheritance. And so you drop down, heaven opens, you get down in prayer all of a sudden when you understand this and God drops in your spirit, I want you to speak at your Father's funeral. 
I want you to go here. I want you to do this. I want you to go to India. I want you to go there. I want you to preach the word. I want you to teach a class. I want you to go talk to your neighbor next door. I want you to go to a man on a ventilator and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want you to do these things. And, 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 and I'll give you spiritual authority is what he's saying to do them. I'll give you spiritual authority. Because he says, you shall break them with a rod of iron and you shall dash them with a, with a, to pieces like a potter's vessel. Oh, so God, God can, God can keep us. Hallelujah. Father, I'm going to quit. Man, I'm going to quit. I'm going to preach forever. You'll fall out the window and die like in Paul's gospel. Father, we love you. We praise you, God. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, that, that, that you can deliver us. But even if you don't, I'm still not bending. That's what those three boys determined when they were youth. Dear God, I want to go all the way. I'm not bending my knee to the gods of this generation. And it starts by saying, you are my king. You are my king. And God, many don't like the demands and are not going to like the demands that God or the Bible is going to put on them in the future. And if they go with the world, they're going to cast these things off and break the bands. God, I'm not, I'm not going with, the, with, the, with the, wor the world's music. When they strike out the band and start playing, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I've determined. I can't go there. If you can't go there, I can't go there. I can't go there. I can't defile. I can't defile you, God. I, 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 I don't want to do it. I can't fashion another God like the children of Israel did. They made gods they could carry in their pockets. They, 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 they made gods they could see. Moses is up on the mountain. They're, they're forming and fashioning another God because they can't see you and they can't understand what you're doing. I, I'm not doing that, God. I'm going to take my meat and I'm going to hold on. There's people today turning away from you because they can't have a Jesus that judges. They can't have a Jesus that sends somebody to hell. They can't have a Jesus that de demands sanctification and holiness. And so they, 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 they're walking away from you now in this hour. But I've set my king on my holy hill Zion. And that's where it begins, God. And that's what I'm calling this church to and the people in this church. And I'm really just giving to. to I'm, too, I'm too old now. God, I'm a, I, I'm, by nature, I'm a peacemaker. And I used to be terrified and I was afraid of empty seats in here. And I was afraid of offending people. And I made excuses for you and your word and the hard truths of your word. But God, I'm not making excuses today. I'm not making excuses. I've let people come in here and really receive a different Jesus and walk out the door. They took a Jesus that would add to their life and make their life better rather than rather than taking their life. And God, I'm not, try, I'm not here to sell that kind of Jesus today. I'm here to sell the real Jesus. And the real Jesus 
came and lived on this earth 33 years. He was God, and He was the Word of God. And He took on flesh, and He became part of the human race so that He could live a perfect life that we were incapable of living. And He would lay down His life for sinful men. And we took Him and we pulverized God. We nailed Him to a cross. And God put the sins of the world, including my sins and every person in this room, and all around the world that's ever been born and ever will be. And He paid the price that would be accepted by God. And the way I know it was accepted by God was because He was raised from the dead on the third day. God accepted the payment. And now the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father. Nobody comes to God except through Him. And so God, I'm making that invitation here today. And He is a good God. And if anybody would ever question His love, all they need to do is look at the pulverized Nazarene on a cross. Bleeding and dying and suffering for humanity that rejected their own salvation. And God, He's sitting there and He's today seated in heaven as King of kings and Lord of lords. And He's, he's, he's with arms stretched out and He's got a foolish man standing up here telling people to come. Come and tr trust Him and make Him the Lord of your life. And if you do so, you'll have an eternity in heaven. And you'll be with Him and you'll live with Him forever. And He'll help you through these days and He'll fill you with your Holy Spirit his Holy Spirit, and He'll make you a member of His church, and He'll put you with people that'll help you along in this journey, and you'll make it to the finish line, and then He'll destroy all evil, and He'll bring justice to this earth. And there'll be a new heaven and a new earth, and He's crying out for all of us to come and be born again and be saved and trust Him. Trust Him. The first message He preached were these words, Repent! And believe the gospel of Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And God, I'm offering that same thing here today. That if someone would return from their sin and trust you, that you'll make them the Lord of their life. But God, you don't want to just be Lord, you want to be King. And there's some who made you Savior and now that you're asking the difficult things of us, like to stand, God, will we go? And allow you to be the king of our life. And so God, I'm asking others in this room. Maybe some is coming to accept you as Savior and Lord. But there's others here today, God, that have made you Savior. But they need to like spiritually plant. Like Maybe they need to go home today and take a stake out in the yard in the woods. And just plant it in the ground and say, right here, right now, right here. You are becoming my king. My king. And God, that's, I pray some today, right now as I pray under the sound of my voice, are either saying, Jesus, come into my life, or, or, or I, I make room for you in my heart. Or others are saying, I want you to be my king. I've set my king on the holy hill, and I'm declaring your decree. What you say about me. I am who you say that I am. And God, I'm asking you now for the nations as my inheritance. God, whatever the plan that you have for my life, I believe you'll get me and move me out into that. You didn't call me to stay in a room locked up and isolated and afraid. You've called me to go, to go. And God, we're, gonna, we're, we're listening to where you want us to go and what you want us to do now. In Jesus' name.